Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries, including the tech industry, defense industrial-based contractors, financial institutions, and more. Each episode features an inside listen into the conversations between Redspin thought leaders, subject matter experts, and industry guest speakers who share insights of the latest in cybersecurity. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. New episodes are released weekly, and a transcript of each episode can be found at redspin.com. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Cyberspin. I'm Lauren Frickle. Today, we're joined by Dave Bailey, Director of Security Services at Redspin, a division of Synergistic. Hi, Dave. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you today? My name is Dave Bailey, and I'm the Director of Security Services at Synergistic, and I'm really excited to talk about one of the divisions of our company, Redspin, and all the exciting things that are that are going on at Redspin, and, and certainly a a topic that's uh, you know really just new and exciting to the world of cybersecurity, to the world of certainly the defense industry and, and all of the suppliers that uh, that do business for the Department of Defense. I've got here with me today uh, two individuals, both uh, just really really engaged in the in the CMMC process, and, and we're here today to talk about the overall you know what is CMMC. So you know discussion today is going to be what is it. What is, you know, what, what does CMC mean? You know, how, how important it is to the, to the defense industry. And then really where, you know, Redspin is uniquely positioned. One of that aspects of how positioned we really are in the marketplace is we just received some very, very exciting news. And we've been planning for this for a while, but before I get a chance to introduce Tony to you all, um, Tony's going to tell us about some of that exciting news that, uh, you know, was just announced here for Redspin. Hi, I'm Tony Bunger. I'm with Redspin. I'm a certified provisional assessor here at Redspin. And some exciting news is that we are one of the first 20 certified C3 PAOs for CMMC. So we're very excited about that opportunity to help secure the uh, the defense industrial base. What does it mean to be a C3 PAO? A C3 PAO is, if you're familiar with the FedRAMP program, they have their C3 PAO. And what that means is a certified third-party assessment organization. So what happened when CMMC came on board, was formed, uh, the CMMC accreditation body formed uh, what's called the C3 PAOs to model alongside the FedRAMP program. So when you hear C3 PAO, I know it sounds like Star Wars and there's probably going to be an R2-D2 coming down the road because you know the DOD loves acronyms. Um, You'll understand that the C3 PAO, they're certified to conduct formal CMMC assessments on third-party contractors. That's great. Yeah, no, we're we're really excited at at, at Redspin with this news because we've been paying attention to this for a while. And and just a short background, you know, Synergistic has been around for for many many years, and you know we're deep into the uh, cybersecurity and privacy space. We know how to do assessments in the regulated industries. Uh, we have a big presence in healthcare. You know, many other other industries as well when it comes to you know understanding assessments understanding what needs to be done from a cybersecurity and privacy perspective. And a few years back, we had the opportunity as part of our growth to partner under an acquisition. The Redspin family, you know, came a part of the Synergistic family. That brought a, a another breadth of, of just 
cybersecurity experience in, in assessments and offensive security, uh, as well as, you know, just overall risk assessments in anything that's regulated. So, you know, most of us, you know, both in Redspin and in CTEC come with, uh, you know, years and years of either military backgrounds, uh, Department of Defense backgrounds, you know, other other industries as finance industry energy. So this is the this is the world we have lived in. And when when the announcement came out about this requirement for any supplier that was doing business with the federal government, it was just such an easy um, easy spot for us to, to to really say we want to be able to provide you know the the great services that that Redspin was doing and extend this into the CMMC space. So we're we're really excited about that. And and with that said, I also have another individual with us today, Robert Teague. And, and Robert, uh, you know. Pleasure to have you here. And Thank you. So tell us a little about yourself, Robert. Well, as you can see, uh, I was in the military, United States Army, for 31 years, uh, retired, and then joined uh, Redspin, where now I'm a registered practitioner for the team. Uh, it's all provisional, obviously, because CMC is still growing, but mainly Tony's assistant for Redspin. Um, help him do the assessments and all that kind of stuff. That's great. Hey, well, so we've thrown out a lot of acronyms. We've thrown out the CMMC. We've thrown out C3PAO. So, you know, all this is really about so we can start to have this dialogue with the industry. And, and you know, so really what I want to say is, you know, what what really is CMMC, Tony? What What is it and why are we doing it? Sure. Um, CMMC is an extension of the program that, that was started in 2017, which is not that long ago, where defense contractors were required to conduct a self-assessment based on the NIST SP-800-171. Well, what the industry or what the DOD has noted was that the, the contractors were not following through on those self-assessments and that they were very, very hollow, and they really didn't have much meaning to them. Um, what the requirement was was to provide an SSP and a POAM, you know, plan of action and milestones and a system security plan to the DOD, but uh, it was looking like they really was hollow. And and we're seeing now that the, the adversaries are, are really targeting the defense supply chain. It's a very lucrative target. And so now the DOD has taken upon themselves to build the CMMC framework uh, with a model that, that assures that, or attempts to ensure that the defense contractors are taking cybersecurity seriously. So as, as of uh, 2019, um, the CMMC accreditation body, known as the CMMC AB, was formed to set up a third-party assessment capability. And that's where you start hearing about C3 PAOs, uh, the provisional assessor, which I am I'm one of the first 100, um, to where we will uh, provide third-party certification assessments um, for these third-party contractors. So basically, what what we're all seeing, and if you look at the Solar Winds attack, which uh, affected 18,000 businesses entities, um, you can be rest assured that many of those are probably third-party contractors that probably have been infiltrated and that's a very very large concern because the defense supply chain is very target rich um, new weapon systems new it technologies very advanced research going on and and the threat agents are active today they are actively succeeding as we're seeing in the news and the DOD realized that something needed to be done to ensure that the third-party contractors are taking this threat very seriously and securing the at least their portion of the overall defense supply chain Tony, you bring up some some certainly some really good points. I mean, I don't think anyone can can get by today without you know seeing the gravity of of what has taken place. I know many of us still have you know friends and partnerships and coworkers and colleagues that 
have a close tie to you know not only the federal government but you know some of these large firms and and, and areas that were impacted and and I know that uh, you know beyond the headlines this this was a real impact it wasn't just a narrative being played and I think that knowing where you know the accreditation body has has uh, established itself has put forth these requirements um, I'm excited to know that that we can help along that journey and hopefully um, you know get in front of and provide due diligence you know provide a, a, a a really good framework that not only just says someone is secure, but, uh, you know, put some, put some teeth behind it, put, you know, put some overall certification emphasis behind it. All right, Rob, I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, kind of the roles, you know, you, you mentioned you have a role in, in, in CMMC, you're, you know, you support and Tony is, as well as, as being an assessor. So talk a little bit about your role and then also just, you know, what do the roles mean? Sure. I am uh, one of seven registered practitioners within side of Redspin. Uh, you'll hear us referred to as RPs. We provide advice, consulting, and recommendation to you know our clients. We don't do the certified assessments. That's Tony and, and our certified assessors. But the main thing the clients need to know about the RPs is that we're focused on CMMC. Uh, we have a basic understanding of its requirements because we've gone through their basic training, if you will, and that we follow and practice the CMMC AB Code of Professional Conduct. Talk a little bit about why you have to go through, you know, some formalized training and, you know, what 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 is that what does that bring to the client? Like, what what does the certification bring to the client? Sure. So the the different levels, uh, as you know, Tony mentioned earlier, he's one of, I think it's 70 or 100 that were selected to be the certified assessors. So once they go through training, it, it starts with the basic training level that I, I completed, and then it goes all the way through uh, encompassing uh, NIST, BFAR, and other kind of requirements that they need to know and understand in order to provide these assessments. Uh, so they are the certified assessors. The registered practitioners, on the other hand, um, because they realized the scope was so big for the certified assessors, they needed some assistance, but they didn't want to open the full certified assessor program. Uh, so what they did was handpick a few of us to come out, go through the basic training and just kind of stop there to assist the certified assessors in this beginning phase of the CMMC because it's it's still a pilot program, if you will. And once we start doing some assessments and Tony and the other CAs start turning in documents and what they found while they were doing the assessments, it will help tweak the process to improve it. And then from there, the registered practitioners will be available to move into the other training programs to join Tony and the other certified assessors. Great. And Tony, um, so from a company standpoint, does does everyone have to get the same level of certification or are there different levels inside the CMMC model? That's a very good question. There are different levels. Um, if, you, if you really break out that CMMC, you know, it's a certified maturity model and uh, the term maturity is, is based on um, your level of really the stringency of your cybersecurity posture. So the way the uh, CMMC model works, it's based on, on the, the kind of the traditional CMMI uh, capability maturity model 
I think it's called Institute model there. So right now there are only three levels. There's five levels defined, but for this first year in 2021, there's going to be two certifications, a level one certification, a level three certification. A level one certification is based on the, um, the f 15 basic, basic cybersecurity hygiene requirements. They're pretty much your basic, some of your basic technical controls. Level one is there to protect what's called federal contract information. Um, so if, if you're involved with co DOD contracts and that, that type of information, um, you're going to need to get the level one certification. The, the very important one, the one that's more time intensive, is the level three, which is defined as managed. Um, so which you have to prove that you're managing in a proactive way um, your cybersecurity, and that consists of all the NIST SP-800. Dash 171 controls, uh, in addition to um, some CMMC specific controls that you have to meet to uh, become level three certified. The, the important point there, the difference between level one and level three is level three, those are for the contractors who are processing, storing, and transmitting or exchanging controlled unclassified information, also known as CUI, another acronym for you to remember. <laughs> so if, if you're a contractor, who is uh, processing, storing, transmitting, exchanging CUI, then you will need to get that level three CMMC certification. Now, an example of a level one um, with FCI, many times those are your outliers. Those are the, the folks, the contractors who are supplying food to the troops, for example. They're not necessarily processing or storing or transmitting CUI. They are under contract to supply, to supply um, the troops in the field, for the example I'm using here, and we need to keep that information protected because that could that could let the adversary know um, whether we have certain, you know, uptick in military operations. So um, that's the two major levels that will be DOD contractors. Uh, there's about an estimate of 1,500 subcontractors that need to be certified in 2021, and it's going to be level one or level three. If I could jump in real quick also, um, with the level one assessment, that's really defined as a performing level, which means you're doing the practices. Um, and the practices that are encompassed with level one are the typical practices that most organizations are following right now. And they, they expect 300 to 350,000 organizations out there will require this level one uh, certification. It's once that you get to the level three, which they define as a managed level, that's going to encompass the 17 practices from level one, along with the 55 from level two, and then another 58. So you can see where it's 130 practices total to be level three certified. So you can see how it builds in order to protect the information you're storing. That's a very good point. I wanted to elaborate on level two, which we seem to have forgotten about, right? Um, and, and, and as you appropriately pointed out, um, that this is accumulative. So to become level three compliant, you do have to meet level one and level two compliance. Level two is, is based on, do you document? Do you have documentation? Have you documented your policies and procedures? So as Robert, you, you mentioned, you know, level one, you're just performing. It uh, doesn't mean that, that you have your procedures or, or anything really documented, but, but you're proving that you're actually performing those controls. So, hey, taking a lot of information down, certainly around, you know, what is it, you know, what are the levels, you know, what does it look like for lots and lots of companies to have to go level one, and then, you know, certainly what it means to have to go level three. 
Hey, Rob, you mentioned 130 things, right? 130 things is a lot of things to, uh, you know, to have to deal with. So, you know, from an overall certification perspective, do, do they have to get 130 things right? Is it a, you know, what, what does that certification look like? What is required of those, of those things and those controls that, that we're assessing? And that's a great question because that's probably a question a lot of CISOs, uh, you know, chief information security officers have in mind is, do I have to meet all those? And the, and the simple answer is yes. If you are going for a level one certification, you must meet the 17 practices that are required. Uh, and it's not just meeting because when Tony comes out and along with us, the RPs, you have to show us that you're meeting it. So you have to attest with some type of, we have to witness screenshots or the actual systems performing those particular practices. Um, I do want to point out that, as you mentioned at the beginning of, of the sessions, you know, we've been planning this for a year. We started a year ago and, and we're just now getting our feet off the ground. So you can see how long it takes to plan for this. So that's important for folks that are out there listening right now. Don't wait to get certified, right? So there's there's two types of things you can do. If you're not sure that you can pass those certifications that you have to, the 17 for level one, the 130 for level three, have an assessment team come out. We'll come out and do a pre-assessment for you and let you see where you sit. And then you have time to build that program. And then when it's time to actually certify, Tony can come out and then you're, you're much more postured as well as being able to sleep at night, knowing that you're going to be able to pass those certification practices. Yeah, and if you really look at the amount of companies that, that we're talking about here, I mean, this is a, a critical infrastructure. It's, you know, certainly all the systems that, that supply, you know, materials and services to the federal government. I mean, it's, it's a, a very, very critical aspect of, you know, overall importance. And, and I guess, Tony, one of the questions that, that I would ask of you is that a lot of these companies we're dealing with, these are not startups. These are companies that have been, you know, providing services for a long time. And overall, just what's your take of the industry? Are, are they ready for this? Um, you know, what, what, what's going on on the other side of the aisle right now, you think? That's a very good question. Um, and it's not easy to answer or, or, you know, put in quantifiable terms right now because we, no one has actually been through a CMMC assessment to be certified at this time. So we're kind of, you know, making a, a, a educated guess on who is ready and who's not. Uh, what the what the DOD has done is uh, in the meantime, you may have seen that uh, the DFARS interim rule that was effective November 30th that mandated that all DOD contractors upload their self-assessment based on NIST SP 800-177 to the system called SPRS to get to a, some sense of a baseline to see how ready they may be for a CMMC certification. So basically a company, I think their level of readiness is going to be on the level of CMMC maturity that they need. They are required based on what their contract will stipulate it's going to be a level one or level three for 2021. Also, it's going to determine what their level of readiness is at that given point of um, for that level of certification and the resources they have at their disposal to get ready for that certification. Uh, 
and has been was mentioned previously, a level three certification is very extensive and it's very resource intensive. And, it, and it's all going to be based on the level of readiness and the resources that, a, that an organization can put into it. Tony, you bring up a good point. I, I, I happen to believe that there's a lot of companies that are, you know, have very good programs that are abiding by cybersecurity frameworks and, you know, have have the right level of expertise, the right technologies, you know, to, to do this. My caveat to that would be there is a difference of, of doing that on a day-to-day -day basis and then managing it in a formal way. And I think there's going to be some opportunities over time now because unless you get certified, unless you have, you know, some third party come in, you have to be able to demonstrate that formalization. And and just because you're doing something doesn't always mean that it's formal and that you can you can prove it, you can demonstrate it, and and you can you know you can show ultimately show the effectiveness of it. So while, while I happen to think there's a lot of great and sound secure companies, I also think that there's there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of work ahead because they have to demonstrate that formalization. That That's a very good point. I'm glad you mentioned that because there's three security controls in that level three certification. And and this is this is amplifying the point that the CISO uh, Katie Arrington has said it's not a checklist approach. So the, to really to pass the level three, you're going to have three sets of processes that need to be documented and prove that that the, your organization has institutionalized these processes. And now what are these processes? These processes are looking at to ensure that you've implemented your policies, um, that you resource the plan. Um, to ensure that you have a solid cybersecurity program in place and have had it in place for a while. So the key point there is uh, if we come out to assess your organization for a level three certification and it looks like that you've just set up your processes a month ago, uh, that may not pass. Uh, that may not meet the criteria for level three to prove that you actually are do have managed processes in place and had them in place for a while. And that's a very important thing that you bring up there, Tony, because the same runs on the technical side. You know, we talk about playbooks. Uh, playbooks or run books are very popular in the military. We utilize those across the organization. So if you're doing a level three assessment and we come out and the playbook looks like it was just built a month ago and the tech, the tech team, the engineers and all the security guys do not understand how to operate that book, you're probably not going to pass. It has to be in place, fully understand across the organization. They need to understand what that book does for them and how to use it. I'll go the other way too. Uh, I cannot tell you how many organizations we've gone into from an assessment standpoint, and certainly when we focus on incident response playbooks, and they may have a playbook, but maybe it was something that was developed three years ago. And in three years, there hasn't been one revision to it. And that would also give another another indication that, you know, usually playbooks have to be exercised, changed. They're, it's a living document. So, no, you, you, you're all bringing up very good points when it comes to this isn't a checklist. This is not, hey, do you have a plan? Yep, I have the plan. It's, nope, I have the plan. And I can demonstrate to you that we're doing what the plan lays out. We're, we're, we're able to be effective. We're able to demonstrate that the control is in place and that we have the plan, we're doing it, it's effective in its form. So Paul, all good points. So here we have a lot of great information on what is to expect. We've got you know, the requirements laid out, the, the AB is established, the, the certifiers are established, we've got C3POs now. 
being, uh, you know, being approved for, for the certification process. And, and really we're, we're getting ginned up for the start. You know, the, the work's been going on for a while, but, but we're almost to the starting line. And, and Rob, I, I've got a question for you. If, if I was a, a contractor out there and, you know, everyone I think would like to believe that they're ready to go, they can be certified tomorrow. You know, we got our stuff in place, but let's say, let's go the other side, you know, let's, let's say, Hey, you know what? We, we don't necessarily think that we're ready. You know, what, what does it look like? What would I be, if you were the CISO in that company, what, what are the things that, you know, you could tell another CISO, Hey, Hey, these are the things that I can be doing right now because this is coming. So great question. First thing is call red spin. <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, it's a great, the call. you know, bring in the experts for sure. Yeah, bring in the experts. That's, that's number one. Uh, and, but there's reasons why. So, you know, the way folks can start preparing now is go out and look at the federal acquisition regulation or the FAR clause 52.204-21. Again, the FAR clause 52.204-21. And, and I think, uh, you know, for, especially for those that, that may be looking at this and not even knowing what like 800-171 is, um, I think it's, uh, it, it certainly, you know, does require that, you know, hey, this is, this is real. It's a, it's a real requirement. It, it's formalized and it's certainly not going to be something in the future that is just a checklist. It is going to require a third party like Redspin to be able to come in, not only help you, either, either, either Redspin can help or red spin can certify and, and, right. and those are, you know, those are things uh, that, that uh, I think are really important. And, and if anybody out there listening to this, you know, needs help with it, you know, certainly feel free f to reach out to red spin, you know, certainly from an education standpoint as, as well as a preparation standpoint. So Tony, a lot of things that are happening. We're in the final you know, few weeks of 2020, which I think everyone is certainly very excited about putting putting 2020 to bed and getting to 2021. I, I actually saw a really crazy t-shirt and it said, uh, you thought 20 was bad, wait till you turn 21 and, and it starts drinking. So I hope that's, uh, I hope that's not the case for, for 21, but, but looking that knowing that 21 is coming, you know, what, what, what is coming down the pipe? What, what are the next steps in all this? You know, what are, uh, not only what are you doing, but where do you think this is going as we enter into 2021? Yes, exactly. Um, well, as a, as a part of the Red Spin team, we're ensuring that we're postured to be ready to ensure that um, we can do the best possible job for the the, uh, the DOD contractors out there, whether they need a pre-assessment, they need a level one certification or level three certification. We're ensuring that we're ready to go on our end. Uh, what I recommend for um, those DOD contractors is, first of all, learn the CMMC model and the standards that, that you need to, to adhere to. It's very important that you get that correct. I've, I've actually talked to some contractors who believe it's kind of a, um, let's start with level one because it's easy first. Well, if you're, if you're processing CUI, period, you've got to be a level three. And as you recall uh, in our previous discussion that level three is cumulative. You got to meet level one and two and level three requirements for that. Second, understand your scope. What is in scope within your organization? That's going to make it very difficult. If you want to keep your entire corporate enterprise in scope, then you're going to have to ensure that you're protecting everything in your environment to that CUI level. So it's very important to, to define your scope. Um, segmenting, developing a secure, secure enclave is a good idea. Then, once you do that, 
do your own self-assessment and, and figure out if you need that self-assessment. Um, I'm, I'm finding out so far that a lot of the contractors are opting to go with the pre-assessment to, to identify gaps. So this is where a registered provider organization and RPO can help you. And once they help you identify your gaps, you can remediate those gaps. Then it's time to find a C3PAO to um, actually conduct your formal assessment. So really do your homework, get those things done. And um, if you're one of those 1500 for 2021, um, do what you can to get ready and hopefully you, you succeed with your level one or level three certification. Yeah, and if I can also add on, Dave, real quick, um, they can reach out to the cmmc.org website to find a lot of that information. The other thing is, as Tony mentioned, there's only 20 C3PAOs out there. So don't be fooled when you Google looking for a CMMC certified organization to assist you, and there's a billion out there. There's only 20 that are selected and certified right now, and Red Spring right. is one of them. So make sure you do your homework because you may bring somebody in that says they're CMMC certified, come to find out they're not, and you've spent money and wasted time uh, and got nowhere. That, that's correct. As of right now, there's only 20 C3PAOs, and the CMMCAB is finding out it takes a little bit longer to, to get these C3PAOs uh, certified. So there's more on the way, but right now, in 2021, the CMMCAB is not going to have all the C3PAOs that they plan for. So it's going to be um, very, very tight. Uh, so when you schedule your CMMC certification, look at the availability of your C3PAO. All excellent points. And, and I think there's a couple things that I, I want to take out of this is first and foremost, I'm really glad that I had Tony and, and Rob be able to educate me and the listening audience on, you know, what CMMC is and, you know, certainly what to expect. I want to thank you guys for the opportunity to, uh, to have this conversation today, for sure. The other thing that I think it potentially points out is there's, just as many still either questions or unknowns that are out there. And and I think it'd be really good to, you know, maybe in an upcoming conversation, just really lay out, hey, what, what does a pre-assessment look like? You know, what if if I'm that company out there that um, that says, yep, I've I've got to go through this requirement, you know, how can how can Redspin help? So I, I think up and coming we, we should we should outline to the audience, you know, hey, this is this is what a pre-assessment is and, and the type of services that we can do. So Thanks so much, guys, for bringing your time and attention to this. I know it's exciting times. You know, Redspin is certainly excited about being selected as a C3PAO. We're, we're you know, we've been involved and engaged in this for for a while and, and, and building out a practice that we're, we're excited to launch and excited that we can provide this service to a, an extremely critical point. So once again, Tony, thank you very much uh, for your time. Rob, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And uh, certainly uh, wishing everyone a, a safe, healthy, and, and happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of Cyberspin. For any CMMC-related inquiries, please contact Redspin at www.redspin.com.